Uh, so it's the Game On podcast. I'm sat here at Fairfields with Charlie Bill. And oh, I, I'm, I'm still a little bit hoarse. But what a game, Charlie. Yeah, it's one that will live long in the memory. I think it was um, almost a complete performance, I think. They're the most pleasing ones, I think, as kind of coaching staff, because I think we set up a, a very particular game plan, what we wanted to do, where we felt, obviously, Oxford's threat were. Um, going into the game, Oxford had won 11, drawn uh, one of their last 12. So we knew they were on form. We knew they were pushing for the title. Um, they'd just drawn with Southampton on a Wednesday night. So we knew that we had to stick to our, our plan. And, and, and as I say, we went through it Thursday night, um, Tuesday, Thursday last week. It's the best way to win games, not conceding the goal. And, and ultimately, we, we had chances in the first half, didn't take them. And we didn't know whether that, that chance would, would ever come. But in the end, from a set piece, and I think there was a bit of a shout out from Motti, but it was attacked superbly at the back post by by Sophia so at the back post of course so did we play our game on Sunday and did that throw Oxford yeah I still think we stuck to our principles in possession we, we what we look to do we know our quality of our front three we know who we had to start in both loosing and flowing wide areas and and obviously Marianne through the middle we, we give them a little bit more of the ball and we'd be happy for them to have it. And we knew that Oxford were going to be a good side. So what we didn't want to do is leave a lot of spaces. So we let them have it, certainly kind of defensively, um, let them have the ball and, and, and encourage them to force it to, to then win the first contact and then, and then break from there. Um, it was something like, like we, we worked on what we saw, highlights, clips, and, and, and you have to do try and dig out as many kind of bits as possible. Um, some of it in our, in our league is very, very minor. So yeah, it was, it was all of that. And, and, and yeah, we did, I think, it was just incredible to see the final eight, nine minutes of injury time. The the way that the, the players chucked their bodies on the line, corners, set pieces, they didn't want to let a goal in. And I think and that was clear to see. And I think you, you get pride from that in terms of the fight for the cause. They weren't going to um, push over easily. And, and, and it was clear to see in terms of that game. And it was really, really pleasing walking off. Um, yeah, with three points, but also that clean sheet as well. Let's talk about the goal um, in, in respect of you've got a defender coming up to score for you. That must be really pleasing to see that everybody wants to play a part. Yeah, and I think it was it was very similar to the angle of free kick speed when, when it was 1-1 and we got a free kick really late doors. It was really interesting because it, it's conversations that you remember. And we, met, we, we actually said to Nicole Pepper, it was really good angle and you just need to make sure that you, you, you get it on target and you're not overhitting it. And it was almost like she... she understood that she took that applied that and it was a fantastic delivery and and for Sophia um credit to her because the way that she's all season just uh, the moment she started in this side she's really fit into our both our principles of what we're looking to do again still such a young age she probably looks experienced across that back line because she's a little bit older than than Tally than Hannah Warren but she yeah uh, she hasn't put a foot wrong all season and I think for her it, as a centre-back when you play a top top side and you get a clean sheet but you go and score the winning goal it's it's a perfect weekend, really, for her. Oh, completely. And I, I bet um, Portugal was singing. I mean, you know, they, uh, the, the, the stable massive. So um, looking back then, say, on the last games or so, we're talking no losses. We're talking draws and wins. And for that last two weeks that we've had, that's that's a lot of points that we've just, we, we've deserved, I think, as well as wanted. Yeah, and I think it is. It's, it's um, a lot of the start of the season. Like, like I, anyone I speak to, I say... Come down to see our environment Tuesday, Thursdays, whether that's in the club, outside the club, people that just want to come come and see it. And it never looked like a side that had given up, never looked like a side that had given up hope, didn't feel they shouldn't be in this league, didn't feel they were good enough. And 
and it was just you were almost waiting for that moment to to drop and okay we've probably we've left it in terms of um before before the last four games it was was a little bit of a make or break week we had them three games in seven days and, and we knew if it was going to go drastically wrong then then it we could be a, a real uphill battle but um what we've managed to do is have such a good um block of four games that actually what we've not only done is it looked for a moment that in terms of that relegation fight that battle that it was going to be one of of one of us Plymouth staying up but but we've got one point away from Plymouth, one point away from Cardiff, and now it seems like um, that it could be two, two, two out of three of let us stay up. So we've really closed that gap now, and I think and momentum is a huge thing. And I think there's the games that we've got, five games um, to go to the end of the season. We we go with full confidence, and, and we really believe that we can get a lot of points out of them five games to, to keep moving up that table and, and, and get out of this relegation battle, because I really do believe after Sunday that every player's now, if they didn't believe before, they certainly do after you can go toe-to-toe with Oxford. If you're going to win, you might as well beat the top teams. You know, Ipswich against Ipswich, they did not look like a side that were top of the league at that point in time. You know, uh, Oxford are here, the game on this weekend, definitely worth the three points. Uh, it's very exciting. Has there been pressure on you from the club um, about the position that you're in, in the table? I mean, is do they talk to you about relegation or is that something we're not allowed to talk about? Um, I don't think it's not a case that we're not allowed to talk about. I think you have to be honest. I think you have to be honest with your views. You have to um, have conversations with both, with, 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 uh, both with the group of players, group of staff, both with the club, all, uh, all with the club as well. I think we're not we're not naive to know the, the growth and, and the strength that Tier Three has become. And and like I keep saying, when you have an Ipswich, Southampton that come into the league, and naturally when teams come up, you expect them to be fighting in around that that relegation zone. But because of their finances because what they can offer and they come straight up into the top two so naturally that means that you fall down a couple of places because of them then you offer the then you have the um the four relegation places so straight away if you've got a tough start like we had and, and didn't pick up points early you're almost playing chase um already or catch up already sorry so it was it's conversations that they aren't not not naive to but i think they understand in terms of the work that we're doing the hard work that we're doing and like i said uh the club spectators they can look for it themselves you can see there were games at the start of the season potentially we we did just fold over and didn't look good enough and didn't look potentially good enough to compete in this league i think since christmas now we've we we didn't have a clean sheet before christmas we've had five clean sheets after christmas and we make ourselves very difficult to beat and concede goals and i think that keeps you in games um, and that wins you games of football, or if not wins you game of football, like Gillingham gets you points. And I think everyone believes that actually what we're doing here. And, and like I just kept saying to the players, is yes, it was a pressure four or five games that we've had. But if the final five games of the season, you put everything and you give everything and you lost all five of them, then OK, there would be, OK, I'm sure a few tears about relegation, but you could walk off going, you feel proud of them. And that's all we've got to show. If they do show that, the heights of... Oxford, I have no doubt that they would pick up a lot of points from now to the end of the season, which will which will make safety hopefully easy before the end of the, before the last game of the season. Because I'm not sure I can uh, cope <laughs> much longer with these with these tight games. But no, I like I said, it's been a, it's been a it's been a challenging season, but but one I still have thoroughly enjoyed with the group. So I've spoken to Flo Matthews. Tell me about Flo from your perspective. I mean, yeah, Flo's really 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 good individual that we've. As I say now, now has come on board now for 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 um the, well, since the start of the season obviously um, made a step up from RTC. Um, I mean in terms of flow, I mean I first coached flow as actually an under fourteen when I was the RTC 
under or centre manager, part of the under-14s, coach there, their manager there with the group. So I've actually known Flo for a long, long while. And I think it's always really pleasing to see because you see their, their qualities that they can bring at that age. And, and then very quickly, two, three years later, Flo's now stepping up to um, to, the, to the 16. Same as, same as Darcy, the keeper, same as Tilly Brown. There's lots of them, um, Leone, that have now stepped up. Now, they obviously all haven't got the opportunities, but Flo's one of them that come in and, and, and she just has some real natural raw pace. And I think that in terms of the women's game, that's that's a threat straight away. I think for 60 minutes, she worked tirelessly on Sunday against a really good uh, Oxford back four. And and um, and she's come in every single session. We've been really, really impressed with her. Like I said, again, for a player, such a young player, I think it's testament to her, the fact that we chucked her straight into a Chichester game in terms of such a pressure game that we knew, as I say, we knew the... Um, we knew, knew the pressures of that, um, and and she's just flourished in this environment. So I I always it's almost um, a, an, an extra bit of joy almost when you see a player who's come through the system, someone you've coached three four years ago, then suddenly now they're stepping up and you're still part of this system where you're coaching at senior level. So no, she is um, she's a great person to have around and someone that I'm sure in this environment will only get better and better. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right, let's talk to Flo here on the Game One podcast. With me is Flo Matthews. Flo, welcome to the Game On podcast. Thank you very much for having me. You're one of the younger players uh, for the team. How has it been part of being Game Dons Women? Challenging, I think, for definite, but I'm loving it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so much. Everyone around me, all the girls, they're brilliant. So amazing. Is it something you've always been interested in football or is this like in the last few years or like so I started football when I was around seven playing for a village team near me with my friend and we actually played at a tournament at Leon school in MK where Paul Reed he came up to my parents and asked if we wanted to trial so we did and I've been here ever since <laughs> yeah how exciting was that for you to hear being scouted yeah it was it was really great. I think I hadn't been playing football for a, a long time when I was scouted, but it it felt really just like someone had actually noticed me. It was me and my friend Ella. She's actually at Ipswich now. We were buzzing. We were like, wow, this is such a good opportunity for us. We were the only girls in the team at the time. So it just felt really, really great. What do you think? So look, imagine you go back now um, or even look to younger players right now in the RTC how could you inspire them from what you learned from the experience you went through? I think as long as anyone is pushing towards what they want and what they want to do, I think work towards that and put yourself first, I think. Yeah, I think that's what I did. I just really worked myself really hard. I think I've I've definitely pushed myself for these last few years. I've gone through a few injuries, a few knocks and I think as long as you get past those those rough stages, that's when you can really, really develop as a player. What do you think the biggest experience you've had so far has been and what have you learned from it? Well, I think definitely the start of this year when I first came on for the Dons, it was only 10 minutes against Hounslow. It was probably one of my my best experiences, just that feeling of even being put on the bench 
for the ladies team it was so it was so great so amazing for me and then ever since I've I've been playing training with them and it's just been it's been amazing really these last few months it must be inspiring to have some of those older players around you as well that maybe you grew up looking to right yeah yeah of course so I've got along with everyone on the team everyone's so lovely and encouraging I played with a few of the players like Hannah Warren I played with her for a few years I think everyone on the team is so encouraging it's it's, it's nice to be around because you know that everyone no one's judging you all they want is for you to do the best you can do no one's going to have a go at you if you mess up do you find yourself playing the position you're in right now as a natural or would you say that you've explored the whole pitch at some point when I was very young, I used to play as a nine, but that was more when like offside wasn't a thing and I was too young to play offside. Being on the wing is definitely my strong, my strong suit because I'm fast. And I think I use that to my advantage. Um, going against players, instead of having its feet, I prefer it like going in front of me so I can run onto it, take players on. I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Yeah. If you look at the the players that you've kind of grown up seeing, not just the MK Dons, but across mm. across the board, and you say your friend now at Ipswich, yeah. who are the players from maybe the national team or some of the other teams that have inspired you? My dad supports Tottenham, so I actually, I watch them quite a lot. And I think Son is such an amazing player. I really enjoy watching him. I tried to look at him and how he, he moves and he moves the ball. And I try and take that into my own game sometimes. That's it, isn't it? There's a moment where yeah. you can watch people and emulate, but then bring some of your own character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lifelong Spurs fan, or is that because you've your dad, or is that because like something you've is come to be your team as well? Um, I think a bit a bit of both, really. I think my dad's always supported Spurs. And then just it being on the telly, I've I've been really intrigued and watching it and almost supporting really, just um, watching along. I enjoy it. You're still at college, so you're you know you've got an incredible life ahead of you in football. Were you ever told like you can never make money from football? You need to study something else. Or you need to do something else. I haven't been told that I can't make money from football or women can't make money from football. I think that's definitely. Every girl playing football is that's their aim at the end of the day to play football as a job and earn money from it and succeed. I think it's great, really. I don't think anyone is judging, they're not saying you need to do this, you need to do that. But yeah, being at sixth form is also <laughs> it's really tough trying to balance it all with training and then with my job on the side. It, it's, it's quite hard, it's tough, yeah, because some people have just got jobs. And they've, yeah. they've got the team, but you like doing all three. Yeah, it's hard work. How do your friends and friends around you perceive what you do? And are they really supportive? And Yeah, yeah. Everyone around me is so supportive. I think especially Darcy, Darcy Guy, she's she's been at the club for a few years now. And we've literally been stuck like glue together ever since. And I really... She does everything for me, honestly. <laughs> She's great. And then obviously family as well. Everyone's everyone's amazing. So who's the biggest supporter in the sense of like noise-wise? Is it mum or dad? <laughs> I think 
more my dad definitely my mum does get stuck in sometimes in competitive games yeah uh, but my dad definitely does he shouts a lot <laughs> no it's important because like it must yeah. how weird is it though to hear your name being meant shouted from the sidelines <laughs> yeah it's it's funny really I never know because I'm hearing my name from Charlie or or Ethan or Mark and then I hear it from my dad as well and I'm like I'm meant to be listening to my coaches (laughs) you haven't got input oh no I I I stand next to Kerry Newman's dad uh when I'm at the game and he's (laughs) he's forever giving her bits of advice and it's like wow you never stop being your 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 child's coach right (laughs) yeah I love it I love to see it (laughs) no it's really important how exciting is it then to think about the future and about where the potential is and what where would you like to go well it'd obviously be so amazing to continue playing with the MK first team ladies it's it's been such a great experience but obviously one day I hope to get into the WSL play yeah just keep playing football really I'm I'm enjoying it so much at the minute it's a big part of like my life and what I'm looking forward to I've been thinking about going to America once I finish my A-levels for football. Not 100% sure yet. I haven't given it much thought, but I think that would be super cool. So, yeah. You know that Shez has. We Shez was on the last podcast and Shez went to America. Yeah. Lots lots of members yeah. of the team have been, have I think done Kerry, the America thing. Kerry yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think Holly as well is going. I think it's, it's just it's so exciting. The thought of going to America training all the time it just seems it seems like a dream really yeah I mean to do football full-time as opposed to making it a part of your life it is mm. your life and that's the difference yeah. isn't it is that in, yeah. and then when you reach WSL then you are good it's football full-time then that's a dream surely that's that's where it's yeah. at isn't it really so um yeah um three things about your flow that literally not I mean I'm not talking deepest darkest secret here but three <laughs> things about you that perhaps we don't know when I started football I started athletics at the same time I think that's one of the things that makes me so fast the techniques I've learned over the years um, that's one thing did you ever like run for your school or did, or did you ever I, yeah I ran for rugby Northampton from probably when I was like eight or nine up until a few years ago and then they split off and I ran for Northampton I actually came uh, I got a silver medal in the national championships for long jump well done thank you and I was a sprinter and that was really fun it was it was great I think and then when I got my injury I have I had patella alter that really set me back with the football and athletics at the same time because it was so demanding on my knees and I couldn't it was really painful so I had to stop stop the athletics and focus on football at that point okay number two that's number one because I just asked you a question about yeah it. sorry I waffled that, no no waffle is fine that <laughs> waffle is more than fine um uh so second thing about you we do not know um oh I am not well <laughs> I'm not really interested am I <laughs> more interested than you think you are do you have a collection of anything that you do outside of football that's not football I mean, for example, Shez collects shoes, right? She's got so many shoes, it's unreal. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> I like collecting shoes as well, but I don't think I'm on Shez's level. <laughs> You're not going to get to that point where you have like, she has shoes that she doesn't wear. Yeah, but I think that's the whole 
oh, it just collecting shoes is is fun. I think <laughs> we were talking about Nike Dunks the other day. Okay. She was she seemed to be really jealous that I got them on the drop <laughs> for ninety five quid. <laughs> That was good. It's a big thing for us, for us shoes, shoe lot. <laughs> wow, then you, you probably need to um, ask your parents to get an extension just to put your shoes in. <laughs> it's like people have extra yeah. rooms just for their shoes, right? So, yeah, All right, yeah. so a lover of shoes. And the third mm-hmm. thing about you, Flo, we just like, we wouldn't have a clue. What is that third thing? Right, I'm going to sound like a weirdo, but I, I really like plants. I like house plants. I love about. 13 in my room wow yeah are yeah. they all alive um one of them's um kind of dying <laughs> i don't really know how to fix it though i've been trying i might have to get rid of it i'm not gonna lie but yeah i, lo- I love house plants i just think it makes everything look nicer yeah <laughs> Just not do your mum walk in and go, This looks like a jungle. This looks like a full Yeah, I've had several people say that to me. (laughs) So many people say that to me. Do you name them? Flo, do you name your houseplants? Why? I don't name them. I don't know. I I saw that my um my sociology teacher, he actually named his plants and I saw it in his room and it made me think, oh, shall I do that? But then I thought, oh no, no. There's a level. I'd forget I'd forget the names. There's too many. They could wear um, badges. You could have a little badge underneath saying this is um I don't know. I don't yeah. know what name I don't know what you call plants. I mean what I, names how do you choose a name? Yeah, I don't I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> I love my plants. Okay. Any cacti in there? Yes, there is a few. Someone's gonna walk <laughs> them at some point and look after them as well. So oh yeah, I struggle with that. So, yeah, that, that that might be the issue why some of them are dying flow. It is call, yeah. call me silly. I don't know. <laughs> um mk yeah. don's game that's coming up you're looking forward to yeah we've got plymouth this weekend that'll be a journey and a half yes. <laughs> i'm looking forward to that definitely obviously portsmouth as well i think all the games coming up i'm absolutely buzzing for chichester as well we've got chichester yeah. soon yeah we've really worked so hard and we've deserved everything these last few weeks getting those two two draws last minute and everyone's everyone's worked their absolute socks off on the team and I think we deserve it completely the game yesterday was it was really it was tough but I think we we absolutely deserved it Flo thank you for being on the game on podcast thank you so much for having me no problem at all and come on you Johns let's see you at the game um (laughs) in the next few weeks and um and we'll definitely you hear your name being shouted out. We'll, we'll cry out. Is it okay? Say, we just, do you want Flo or do you need, do you, is a nickname that we should be calling out or? Um, Flo, Flo's happy. I'm happy with Flo. That's fine. It's your name, right? I mean, that's, that makes sense really. So, um, um yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll stick with that then. That's fine. So, um, Flo, come on, Flo, we'll be calling and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you uh, play um, either at the weekend, hearing you via Motti's mic or we'll, um, we'll watch you play at home when we play in the next few weeks as well. So, um, Flo, thank you very much. Thank you so much. So welcome back to the Game On Podcast. That was Flo. And I, I didn't realise that she was still at school doing studies as well as got a part-time job, as well as doing football as well. And people hopefully know by now that a lot of players have jobs outside of, of the football side of things. So it's always a pressure, isn't it, to 
trying to ensure they stay fit, but they also um, have a mind on football and not let the work pressures or not let the work pressures to overtake the football. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it is a fine balance, I think, in terms of when they are still going through education, in terms of with, with the individuals. We have to, there was a few um, after Christmas that had exams, both Wednesday, Friday, so we had to prioritise them actually not training because, like I said, in terms of education is still a massive thing. They want to be become the best footballers they can, which is fantastic. We can support with that, but what we can't do is take that away in terms of um, in terms of that education. So, yeah, they still have a lot of pressures, and I think especially the young players that we still have around that, especially when you have things like midweek games at London Bees that you've then got to come in to say or, or, or probably in flow instance get back home you know like that and then straight back into to school the next day potentially part-time work I think that that it, it, it is a fine balance that obviously we've got to try and um, what we try and do is we try and maximise everything we do with them whether that's through individual conversations, whether that's some unit stuff that we send out, whether it's here, because we know how busy their lifestyle is, we have to try and make sure that we can support them as best as they can, keep developing them and keep keep up with the quality of footballers that we have at Tier 3 at the moment. Would there ever be a case of MK Dons in as a group doing training as well as, as for a course that they could pass and, and do maybe English and maths alongside or, or something like that? Yeah, so that, I mean, we're now actually going through a process where we are setting up our own education program with, with let's say, myself being part of the college um, or working with the college, so the college and the football club to provide the education and and the football side. Um, it's certainly, let's say, will be starting up this this September, and it's something that we want to develop year on year to be able to almost get to a position that it's not the case that it's going to be everyone who plays there is part of the first team, but it's a journey for younger players that who are making that step up to senior football to get a lot of contact time during the week in our environment to then know that we can develop and, and help them. This is brilliant. And that's very forward thinking. And that be for um, boys and girls, right? Yes, so boys, we already have the um, we already have the setup in terms of the boys in place, um, and the college have that already, and 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 that's one of the reasons why it's a great case study. They started that almost ten years ago, started a real small uh, small cohort, and now it's built up to to eighty ninety um, male footballers part of their program, um, and we know, like I said, we want to take the same same steps um, that we've seen there with with, with the uh, with the female program as well. Fantastic. Well, let's let's come on. This is brilliant because it's an investment in people and their sporting future as well, which is fantastic. Finally, we've got to talk about the Plymouth game, right? It's a bit of a journey, first of all. Later game, it's 2.30 in the afternoon. We'll be able to hear it with Chris, uh, Motti's mic on cwsportradio.com. What's the one thing about the game that you're looking forward to? I think the nice thing about the game, um, that was probably, I'll probably give you a bigger answer here, more than one thing, but Plymouth's always nice because we travel down on a Saturday, so we stay over. So I think in terms of, actually the importance of the game so we understand that and I think what we what we can't ask is that players even on a coach journey with if you're leaving to go to Plymouth on the day you're probably leaving at 5 6 a.m and, and it just doesn't allow us to play at, um, uh, almost best performance levels so it's it's always a, a nice weekend that you don't do a lot of stayovers so I think as a group as, as the 16 the travel um, it, it's a nice good it's a nice feeling of that um, hopefully, as I say, it just builds, as I say, um, kind of relationships with, with, with players in terms of understanding each other, finding more about each other, that sometimes everything here is all football-based and you don't really just have to be or able to socialise and have conversations. I remember the car journey last year and it was with Amy Goodrum, Shares, Dom, who are all still here. And 
and some of the conversations bits I was finding out about them, I would never do that because we had that car journey there and back and we found so much out about each other. But also the exciting thing is is these are the moments, these are the games I think you play for in terms of, yes, there's a lot of pressure on it, but I think coming off the back of the run we've had, um, we're really looking forward to it. And, it, and I think everyone is excited for this weekend. And, and, and I think the motivation is travelling all that way home, what a feeling it'll be if we if we can get three points, if we can get back out of the relegation zone, because we know if we win the weekend, it's in our own hands, and we're back out of there. And, and, and then again, it's the same thing against Chichester the week after, but but it's one game at a time, definitely looking at Plymouth one, which hopefully will be will be a good weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, from your, everything we've spoken about in the last you know six months or so, it, it's always been about the next game. And I know that you you have to keep an eye on the future, but actually right now, even with the players, and then there's a mindset of, it's the next game. It's the next game, everybody. And that's the game. Because you're only as good as the last game, technically, as they would say. Do you know what I mean? But actually, the the fact that we've had such a good run leading up to this particular game, it is, like you say, in our own hands, right? Yeah, and I think it, I think it's very early on. We don't like to, obviously, forget about the good stuff from Oxford, but it'll be very much a very early conversation as soon as they get into, on Tuesday, OK, what, what we did well, what covered, and then it's almost you park it there and forget about it. And, and the reason why I say that is because football's a brutal sport. I say that what we can't do is have a fantastic Oxford game. And I said, if no matter what, if you was to go and lose to Plymouth, you would be, you'd have forgotten about the Oxford game already. You'll be, your emotions will be below. So it's almost, football is such a quick cycle that you can enjoy it. I usually say to it, enjoy it Sunday evening if you win. Enjoy your Monday morning when you work, wake up for work that you've got three points and performance. But then after that, it's almost focus then goes on to the next week. So it is, certainly is that one game at a time. Reflect from the uh, um, previous one and then, yeah, go time in terms of Sunday. Well, come on, you Dons. You know I say it every week. I'll be shouting it from home because um, I won't be there, sorry. Um, but... Really have a great game. Really enjoy the journey. Enjoy the experience of the 24 hours, you know, down there as well with the coach and everything else like that. Uh, we believe. We believe, Charlie Bill. And um, and on behalf of all the supporters, we're right behind you, genuinely. So, um, and uh, yeah, come on, you Don's three points on Sunday, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And we can't thank you enough in terms of that support because we do feel it, really do. 